here we are, back on episode 33, or 33, of Now the Pastiche. What, what happened there? What's That's going on? Like, okay, random British accent, and then we <laughs> went into, like, French. Like, a bastardized French. Like, what's That's going right. on? That's right, I sure did. Uh, you know what, it's, 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 um, what, what is this? It's the first, the first week of February. Yeah, well, as we sit here and we record this. So it doesn't really matter what makes sense and what doesn't in 2021. Hmm. I don't think anything makes sense ever anymore. But that's right. I so think we why should all not? just get a free pass forever. That's, that's right. So why not just, you know, um, uh, lean into it? Hmm? Okay. Yeah, why not? But anyway, people, we are back on episode 33 of Nerd Pastiche. I am your co-host, Darian. Oh, and I'm Brittany, your other co-host. Very good. So clearly, you know, one of us is full of sunshine and that it's obvious who that is. And then there's me. Uh, exactly. Very good. Thank you. See, I, I, I'm glad you understand where we where we fall in this, in this system. Mm-hmm. So if you are joining us for the first time, we thank you. If you are returning, we also thank you thank you as well uh but for those thanks all around yes yes thanks all around yes so if this is your first time listening to us what we like to do is is we engage in a little bit of nonsense as you can clearly hear Brittany and i will talk about how it is that we nerded throughout the week since the last time we talked to one another we give ourselves we give you all excuse me a recommendation or sometimes ourselves a recommendation <laughs> you never <laughs> listen to mine but that's fine <laughs> you never listen to mine so i mean what do we i mean it's it's, it's fair, fair play right yeah and then we finally have a main event of the evening sometimes it's something we both share in sometimes one of us takes the lead on a particular you know segment or the birth of a new segment it just depends from week to week how we're feeling Mm-hmm. That is right. That is right. So, my fellow nerd, why don't you tell me? I, I'm, I, again, I, I, I say this every time, or practically every time, but I think because the beginning of the year has been so busy for us, yeah, we haven't been at, at our normal back and forth throughout the week these first <laughs> these first several weeks of 2021. So it That's does true. truly feel like I haven't talked to you, talked to you. I know in, in many moons. Many moons ago, Many in a moons. far off place. Any any theater nerds out there will enjoy that line, but that's fine. The Don't legitimate theater. Uh, well, sure. <laughs> Musical theater depends on who you are and if you consider that legitimate. I do, but I do. I mean, there are snoots. So <laughs> yeah, we don't like who likes somebody who's bouge. <laughs> right. <laughs> Self-awareness. Anyway, uh, tell me. Yes. <laughs> how how Brittany, how have you nerded this 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 last week? So my my dearest Darian, I brought this up in one of our text messages, our random conversations. I found a show this past week since we last <laughs> talked. <laughs> I found a show on Netflix. Now, this show came out, like, for Christmas, basically. So it's been out for a couple months now on Netflix. Netflix original. Well, as original as Netflix gets, because it's always based on something else. And this is based on a set of novels. There we go. Very good. (laughs) I have been told by many, many a person, friend and foe, that I should watch this show. And finally, I sat down and I thought to myself, you know what? It's time. Let's just do it. Let's just sit down, watch the first episode. See if it's as good as people tell me it is, and we'll go from there. Darian, have you heard of Bridgerton? I did not hear about it until you told me about it. (laughs) (laughs) So, I am, first and foremost, outside of my theatrical leanings, I'm a book nerd. I was an English major. I absolutely love reading literature, And for some reason, I've always been drawn to the 1800s. That's what my dissertation was on. That's what, like, like that's the time period that for some reason I have always been drawn to. That kind of, like, Austenite era of just high, like, low hems for young ladies and, like, sneaking hand-holding and it's like hot hand-holding scenes <laughs> it's like i saw a glimpse of her ankle and whoo fan self 
So that's the kind of thing that like I, my first romance novels, TMI Darian, but deal with it. My first romance novels were Jane Austen. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that, I kind of figured that might be and where I you're going. And I kind of set, the, that set the standard for what worked for me. Like that's what was great for me. I love that stuff. Witty banter, strong female heroines. And I always, I have to admit, I love a rake. I love a good rake. So Bridgerton <laughs> is based on a series. I think it's like eight or nine novels by this one woman. I should know her name and have that looked up, but I don't right now. And I'm lazy. So if you're interested, go look it up. But she wrote these books and they're each book is based on or focused on one member of the Bridgerton family which is a wealthy, well-to-do family in London in the 1800s. They are viscounts and everything. So like they're landed, um, titled, all of that crap that goes with it. And this show, this particular one is about the oldest daughter who comes of time to to go out to the town. Like she's, she's debuting to basically like because that's how it was for a lot of these like rich women it was like hey guess what you're old enough time to get you married that's right (laughs) like that was their goal so which always is so amusing to me as someone who was like no thank you so i love watching those sorts of dynamics and the family itself is so tight-knit and hysterical the the characters like the actors playing these characters have such a good camaraderie built in like they actually could be siblings like in the way that they act around one another and treat one another but this isn't a comedy you just find it humor in oh so okay it, it is i don't know what you would call it like i would call it honestly kind of like a comedy of manners okay i mean that goes more to like the theater side of like declaring genres but I would call it a comedy of manners. There is, it's definitely got comedic moments. It is not like funny, funny, ha ha, going to laugh the whole time. Like another period. No, definitely <laughs> not that. Which, if you like another period, you should totally no, watch do. it. My, one of my bridesmaids was in that show. She's the one that I, she's one of the ones that I stream with all the time. I love her. Well, I love the show. And then hey, shout out to Mermaid Vexa on Twitch. And everything else because she's amazing and wonderful. Name Great drama. human being. That's my new nerd recommendation. Just anything Mermaid Vexa does. Just like go see her art and watch her stream. She's lovely. But anyway, this Bridgerton thing. <laughs> I it's hour-long episodes, which okay. is a, which is a stretch for me to like to be able to sit down and have that hour. Now the legitimate hour. So we're talking like 52, we're, 57 minutes. No, we are talking one. We are talking 60, 60. to 62 minutes. Okay. Each episode. Okay. Yeah, like, that, that's a bit of a I commitment. Say, when I say hour, I'm talking solid hour. Okay. But the performances, very good. The story, very fun. Very interesting. A twist that I did not call, which is another thing, as we've talked about. I love that, which is rare. But I'm so here for it. And to be fair, dear listeners, it's steamy. <laughs> it's like real steamy. Like that means relations, people. There, the oh yes, there were many relations. <laughs> there were there there was for things like this. So I don't know how much you watch things of this sort of nature. I'm assuming not much, but Netflix has really started allowing these kind of steamier shows to be upon their their channel and the things oh, that they God, do. Yeah. Yeah. And this is along the lines of Witcher, but hotter, where like I was I was surprised. I will put it that way. I was surprised. I was slightly impressed <laughs> for Netflix. <laughs> but honestly, <laughs> highly suggest not just for the steamy. But I mean, the Duke could totally get it if he wanted it. But like, this is this is a legitimately fun period piece of a romp. Like it it was. It's only eight episodes, but it was great. 
And I am very excited for future seasons, which they have to announce soon because of how much this has taken off. But I will admit, I was immediately once finishing it, I was like, well, got to go read these books now. Looked up the books, not going to read the books, like not as not as interested in the books, the way that the the adaptation that they have done actually takes a lot of like the cringy kind of like rapey moments that happen a lot yeah. in that time period completely out and makes it not that. <laughs> so okay. uh, probably not going to read the books. Absolutely suggest if you've got eight hours to spend like over a period of time, maybe yeah. give it to Bridgerton. It's only a third of a day. No big deal. Got time. So that's that's how I nerded. And that is also my nerd recommendation for this week. Yeah, just skip sleep just, for a day. Just listen to Lady Whistledown and go about the ton and hear the gossip of of 1800s London. It's great. Now, now I am going to say something because I shared this with you over over mm-hmm. text as well. And I don't think it's obvious this is fair game right now. Nothing, nothing major, but because I would say this here anyway. Now, I get lambasted and castigated for mm-hmm. my affinity for mm-hmm. Melrose Place and Models, Inc. and Beverly Hills 90210. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, here you are watching this. So here's the thing with Beverly Hills 90210 and Melrose Place and whatever that other one was that you were talking Models about. Inc. That one. Is it just a bunch of sex for no reason? No. Or is it like these are the people that are meant to be together and they're the only ones that are doing this and it is incredibly important to the plot of the story? Uh, Melrose Place had a lot of sex, which, okay, I mean, it's 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 a soap opera. What, I mean, what do you expect? And while Amanda was... Was it hot with, or was it cringy? That's the other thing here. Like, we got to be real here. <laughs> well, I, it's, Jesus, it's been ages, but... I mean, it's going to go in the realm of uh, be classified as hot, right? Yeah. So here, so here's the deal. Now, Amanda was with Jake and Billy, and uh, the fact that you've got to name more than two people is a problem. And Peter Burns, but this is over the span of years, years. Okay. And you know, in you know, in and, and, and then there's another thing. See, in social psychology, were they dressed there, in 1800s costumes, and like, was it no, this, this huge moment of like these these little stolen whispers <laughs> of skin being seen, and like hands just grazing one another in a oh hall around, surrounded by people, and glances, and like little moments like that led to that, or was it just like, oh hey, you're hot, let's fuck, that's it. This, this. <laughs> like, just I'm sorry, there, man. I'm sorry. Okay, I told you about the one scene where Jake is pissed <laughs> off at Amanda, and he goes into D and D, and then they go into her office, and they close the door. And I mean, and I like D and D. Don't get me wrong; it's a great game. Highly suggest we should still play it. But I really don't see how that is anything compared to. All right, so I'm gonna just go on to my to my how I nerded this week <laughs> because you have just. You okay? I took it off the rails, and then you just took it into the ravine. So that's fine. So how I nerded this week? So mm-hmm. yes, yes. Tell me, tell I, me. How did you nerd this week? I I finally finished uh, Miles Morales. So that's how I nerded this week. Okay, very nice. Yeah. So what was supposed to be a three-hour run through? I'm assuming you somebody doesn't do the side missions and things mm-hmm. of that nature. And just does the main story, which I don't like to do. Um, took me longer, you know. Also, I wanted to savor the game, so I left a couple of things undone. You know, I think one side mission, one cache that I can't find, no matter how many times I do the daggone mission, I don't know what the hell I'm doing wrong. So <laughs> I'm probably going to have to break down and look online because I'm right there. I'm in the area. I need the. I have 34 out of 35 cache uh, things. I need the last one. So. You know, I pretty much got every suit. I think there are two that I have left that I have to get that will require uh, a playthrough again and a completion of uh, uh, some uh, activities. Gotcha. So it, it, I, what amazes me in this game or gaming period or games of this magnitude is that now there are 
the fact that there are post-credit scenes in games now is just <laughs> is just mind-blowing. It's not like there were there, there weren't post-credit scenes in the previous Spider-Man, but just the fact that that's where we that are in gaming. Yeah. Is is just mind blowing, and of course you see these post credit scenes. You're like, oh my god! You you now you're ready. Like, okay, or you, you, you better be working on the next one. I need uh-huh. it, and I need it now. So I, I really like the post credit scene. So I thought that was great, and just for your benefit, so you're aware, I did get the stupid suit with the damn cat in the backpack. <gasps> with this, with the, yeah, that's what. Ha- yeah, right. Do you wear it every time you play? Absolutely not. You are I, a heathen. I am a heathen because I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to wear that stupid. I'm just look it, now. I will. I, I played with the suit on a little bit, and I did a couple of special moves. And it's and you do and see you the fun. cat. No, I didn't. I'm not going to say that. I just thought it was ridiculous. But the you don't cat have to actually, say it to admit it. It's fine. I know. I know the yeah, truth. That's yeah. Your your, your truth. Mm-hmm. Anyway, not that truth matters in this day and age anymore <laughs> anyway either so what hey whatever sure yeah no i don't like it yes you do okay sounds mm-hmm. good but uh <laughs> yep my i think my i'll just say this again you know my i think my favorite suits are the prowler suit and the uptown pride suit so i i those are the ones that i use the most obviously yeah. you can modify and use different uh powers and things for for the various suits so that's always fun to be able to customize but I definitely will, now that I've done pretty much all of the side missions, save for maybe one or two, maybe three things, mm-hmm. I'll finish those off and I'll go through and play it again on, uh, I forgot what the hell the last hard level is. I think it's called ultimate, whatever the frack it is, whatever the hardest level is and do it and do another run through gotcha. um, because it's worth, it's worth doing. So that is how I nerded. Just That's through. awesome. I'm glad you finished it. Oh yeah. Well, exactly. I mean, finish the story and then you're not done with the game, but. You know yeah, I'm not at, not at 100% yeah completion, but I'm 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 I think I'm at a 92 or something like that. Dude, so you're so close. Yeah, I don't have much left, but I think what spurt <laughs> would would uh, kind of push me to finish the game is because the uh the the music was stuck in my head, so you know just singing the theme mm. like oh, okay, got to go back to it. So yep. yep. Knocked it out. Sometimes it literally calls to you. It did did it did. Yeah. And I cannot wait for the next one. So obviously the next one will be next generation yep clearly yep but yeah so that is how i nerded nice oh so yo yeah and you already two for it so you already did your recommendation yeah i mean like that was that was kind of like a stacked one i think if i needed to come up with another recommendation i probably could i just need a minute (laughs) oh it's hey it's i would say it's your barbecue and it tastes good but uh (laughs) I don't know if you're going to abide by Memphis-based barbecue. So I mean, absolutely watch Bridgerton. Just do that. And then, you know what? It's Black History Month. Go read a book by 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 a Black person that is written up by a Black author. Go read and, a book. And thank you, because now that leads me into my recommendation. Oh, nice. Is it is it a book by a Black author? Well, it is. There, there is a book <laughs> out there. And it was recently a... There's recently a documentary. So... Um, it's called Horror Noir, A History of Black Horror. Nice. Oh, I so, see this tie-in. Nice. There, yes, very good. Yes, this yes, is very what good. we call a segue. Yes, yes, very good. So it's, it is, I've made it very clear that I am a horror fan and I am a fiend for horror, right? No. So you know that, you've known that about me for a long time. Honestly, I totally forgot, slipped my mind. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> so... This is without doubt one of the best things related to horror that I have ever watched in my life. Nice. You know, it's talking about, you know, obviously, you know, you know black actors and, you know, the portrayal of black people within the horror genre. Mm-hmm. Uh, it talks about, takes us through, you know, basically the entire 20th century. Well, not basically, it does take us through the entire nice. 20th century all the way to now. Does it tackle know, the tropes? Oh, of course. Oh, absolutely. Good. You know, the tropes, the symbolism, the stereotypes, the the subtle stereotypes, the not so subtle stereotypes. <laughs> I was going to say there um, are subtle ones. Right. You're right. Exactly. S- especially in the early stages, not necessarily just of horror films, but of film, period. In general. Yeah. 
you write in terms of the characters that black people were able to actually be, especially when you're talking, you know, early stages. So you're talking, yeah. you, know, you're, you know, 40, you know, 50, uh, 40, late 40s, 50s, 60s, you know, but the black and white period when they yep. were actually able to get roles as actors before, yeah. you know, you know, after, you know, blackface, you know, uh, with, yep. uh, with white actors and things like that portraying. Once we get past the uh, minstrelsy. Yeah, exactly. So, Actually, I'm not sure we're actually fully past that now. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. That's a conversation for another day. Please continue. Yeah, that's a whole, that's a whole <laughs> other, you know, a whole other discussion for that Oof. could be. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, you know, there's interviews with obviously icons in black horror and, yeah. in, 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 you know, black actors and things in horror, scholars that talk about this. So it is. And then there's a significantly heavy emphasis on get out because that uh, kind of yes okay is is, is kind of encompasses and is a response to you know all of the things that have come before in relationship yep. to horror you know as it pertains to you know black actors and, and the portrayal of black people so again it, it, it watching it it was so vindicating because the things <laughs> that you sit there with and that you watch and that you know in your mind but you don't necessarily effectively communicate it or the yeah. things that you don't necessarily need to say because you know from one black person to another because it's just but you do because you can yeah and to see those things on screen and to 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 do the deep dive Oh, it was so vindicating and, and things that you thought of and you felt as you watched certain movies and you saw yeah. certain portrayals of characters and things like that. Like, yeah, see, I'm of course we're not crazy, right? Of course <laughs> this is of course this is legitimate, right? So it's not it, just me. No, it's not just it's not just me, right? Yeah. It, so it just it I can't speak highly enough. It is it's it, it it has to be one of the best. I said it already, it has to be one of the best things I've ever watched that speaks about horror in my nice. life and in that it is that is god tier stuff See, that's me. high recommendation high praise oh absolutely absolutely if you want you have ingested up, a lot <laughs> oh oh yeah absolutely my entire life so i can't speak highly enough if you are a horror fan if you just want to just learn yeah. I, I, and you like entertainment period i can't recommend you like film I can't recommend this enough. What'd you say the full name of it was again? Horror Noir, A History of Black Horror. Nice. Okay, cool. Got yeah. it. Just, just, just. Is yeah. this on like Netflix, Hulu, Amazon? Um, it was on Shudder. I don't even know what that is, but I will look it up. It's an all horror. That would be why I don't know channel. what that yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's the only streaming service. I, I went ahead and I got the I got the Blu-ray. So yeah, because that was something like I you know I'm you know you a keep horror that movie one. collect yeah, exactly. So I, that that's how I got my hands on it. Nice. Because I had finally gotten to it this year after sitting on it for so long, and I figured you know, this, <laughs> you know, because I knew like no, nah, I need to just sit it's here. Time. <laughs> yeah, I it, it, this was the perfect opportunity to do it. I said, I just need to sit here and I need to just ingest this and I need to just be locked in. Yeah. So that is my recommendation. Nice. That's, That's right. awesome. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Can't, should can't I me. should I call you Paul Blart? Are you writing your segue? Oh, the, okay. I was like, where is she going with this? What does Paul into, Blart have to? What does that name. horrible film have to do with any of this? <laughs> <laughs> Sure. Yes, we can segue. So, well, I, I guess I can't do my own thing. It's like, Brittany, are you ready? To rumble? No. Are you ready? Uh, sure. Okay. Thank you. Now, we have <laughs> the main event of the evening. Now, I didn't have some, I, I, technically, I didn't have some cutesy title associated with this, but it just dawned on me as we sat here talking. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm just going to entitle this, I Will Survive. Oh, nice. So like Diana Ross. Right. So so the reason I'm doing this is because I'm my 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 focus is for this segment is gonna be not really a, it's not like something that I'll do repeatedly, right? But it's just kind of just for the purposes no, of this. It's it's a good thing for us to have a conversation about. Right. It's just for the purposes. This is a one-time kind of segment, essentially, yeah. right? In terms of what the title, I should say. Yeah. So I call it I Will Survive because we were talking about you know, uh, that documentary horror noir, right. in the history of black horror. So the, I have one of the biggest tropes and claims in horror as it pertains to 
black black actors and actresses in horror mm-hmm. is that they're the first ones to go in a film. Mm-hmm. Now, that this is, is that is the trope. Now, as someone who has watched horror since before he was in grade school, okay, <laughs> Just I so have so seen. Funny. Yeah, I have seen. Yes, yeah, since about three years old, I have seen my fair share of horror. So we're talking spanning what the eighties, the nineties, the two thousands, now and the, the twenty ten. So four decades. Seen a lot. So I've seen a lot, and that is not actually the case. The bigger thing is, is that do they survive? Do, does the black person survive? Period. Like that's the that's the bigger like concern. At all, <laughs> right? At all, and there are obviously a plethora of films where that is the case. Now, I sent you a, a brief list just randomly scouring the internet. I mean, it doesn't take much to find an article or well article that that might be very, uh, I look at the word article very differently as I'm sure you do. <laughs> so mm-hmm. as opposed, you know what I mean? I think about peer reviewed and all this uh-huh. other type of stuff and proper challenge, but some, some rando posting online about like, Hey, so I, I sent you a list of a handful of films. Now, obviously that is not an extensive list because there are so many more that are out there where the black person survives yes the film so and i'm going to talk a little bit about them but i i wanted to take a moment and share with you just a little bit about you know why i like horror in the first place right so yay i got introduced to it when i was really young right so my first horror movie was poltergeist yes i remember you telling me about this right that was my very first one and from the moment i watched it i was hooked putting my hands up to the TV, all of that craziness, okay? As a child, okay? As a child doing this. Which says a lot. It really does. It really does. So I grew up in the 80s. So I was in that period where there was just this massive boom where in the 80s, which is lauded and argued to be one of the best decades of horror because of Mm -hmm. just this, this explosion of the slasher genre. Because, you know... Really like Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, Friday the Thirteenth. Brittany, which one is Friday the Thirteenth? Who's that? Um, don't don't tell me. Please, please. Friday the Thirteenth. Please get this. I need. Okay, you to get wait. This. So Nightmare on Elm Street is is fingernails <laughs> into your dreams. So it's not fingernails. It's not. It's not. It's not Wolverine. Um, That's right. That's right. It's not Dream Wolverine. So it's got to be either the guy with the mask or the guy with the overalls. Okay, so, but well, both of them have masks, really. Well, one of them's got like a hockey mask. Okay, so which one is Friday the 13th? And the other one is Mike Myers, but not like Austin Powers, Mike no, Myers. That's, the that's other right. Mike Myers, right? right. Like those, so, are two, those are the two different people, right? That's right. So which okay. one is Friday the 13th? Friday the 13th yeah. is the one in the hockey mask. There we go. Jason You Voorhees. know how I know that? And how's that? Because I'm remembering the Friday the 13th game that came out where there we go. I'll, I'll I take guess it. his name, you said his name is Jason. He's yes. like so OP and everyone dies in it immediately. But I'll take in it. that game, it's called Friday the 13th and I remember his face now. Okay. Yes. All right. Got I'll you. take it. Got it. All Maybe. right. I'll take it. it. Took me a minute, but I got there. <laughs> That's right. So I'll take it. Uh, win's a win. So. <laughs> So, you know, so obviously, you know, 80s really, really huge. Right. And then, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street, that was like my next big one. And that scared the ever loving bleep out of me as a child, because we've talked about that before. Freddy Krueger. Yes, that's right. Because the idea of somebody coming in your dreams and getting you is just mind boggling because we've talked about this before. Somehow, some way you are going to have to go to sleep. There's not enough coffee, no dose, caffeine in the world. You will fall asleep no matter what. That is the idea, yes. So a terrifying notion as a child, right? Well, yeah. So, and Why you don't watch it like that when you're a child, but that's fine. Yeah, I'm fine. Anyway, and I think I have the qualifications to be able to say if I am truly fine or not. Thank you very much. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Um, So horror is just really, and I know... See, the problem with horror is, is that it gets maligned and it's viewed as kind of like the entertainment pariah, right? Because only, you know, people who like guts and blood and weirdos and freaks and outcasts like horror. But that's not the case, right? Mm-hmm. Even though it's still, it's it's looked at like that in Hollywood since like, you know, especially, you know, 70, well, 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, maybe less so now. But 
horror is so wonderful because it is it is it can make you analytical it is it connects you with the universal eventual and perpetual perpetual notion of death right and yes. one of the things that's interesting and, and that is something that everybody no matter where you come from no matter what walk of life you come from everybody can relate to that concept yeah everybody Right. So that's another reason. Right. And then horror, if you go out there and you look and you look at, uh, at, at studies and things like that, it actually can help alleviate and relieve anxiety. <laughs> right. You know, the yes. notion of, of being of being fearful. And then it, so it, 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 it it's it's meaningful in so many ways. And then it also can connect you with other people, because if somebody tells me some random on the street tells me like, oh, yeah, I love horror or yeah, horror is great. <laughs> You can sit there, a, a total stranger, and talk with them for hours. And it's not as though it's something different than any other nerdy thing that we like, whether it's like you with games or books or comics or or whatever else, right? Anime, manga, whatever. Yeah. But horror is just different because it's always had this, this stigma collectively of being kind of like that outcast piece of entertainment. That's true. You know, I, like it's, I, can, I can understand that. Yeah, so it's it's almost like a badge of honor, right? To be a horror fan, and we wear and, and tell and let me tell you, we wear that crap proudly. <laughs> so yeah. that's one of my favorite things in this plane of existence is being a horror fan. And then also, you know, I'm a I'm a I'm black and I'm a black male. So the notion, the idea of being a black male mm-hmm. in America, that is in navigating it. That is its own I mean, horror story. I was just going to say that's, that is kind of a horror story in itself. Yes. You know, and the, knowing that you can survive it is, well, I mean, it's not seen in the, in the films. So. Well, well, yeah, yeah. But well, don't worry. I'm going to get there. Right. Okay. But, <laughs> but in, in, and then just, you know, you think about, you know, history, you know, black history, mm-hmm. In navigating America and the atrocities associated with, with with that have been committed against Black people in America, mm-hmm. that is horror. Yeah, right. And it's own so life. so that's its own horror. And all you need to do is read a truthful history book, <laughs> right? You know, right, because that old adage, yep. "History is told by the truth is told by, by whoever's left standing." Right, mm-hmm. exactly. Right. So if you read a truthful history book, you will see that. Yeah. So those two things coming together. You know, it, it you know being a black male and being a black male horror fan, it's like it, it, it's almost like a a match made in heaven, right? Yeah. Because you know, being a black male and walking outside, it's scary as shit. Yeah, it just is. So when I was younger and starting to watch this stuff, right? You know, obviously, as people, we gravitate towards people who look like us. Well, yeah, that's like a psychological that's, thing. It's basic, like right, the same reason people see faces and things that don't have faces. Right, because the bottom line is, is that at the end of the day, we are social beings and we mm-hmm. want to belong, right? So we are going to align ourselves and connect with people who look like us. So as a as a as a fan, and you watch things on the screen, and you talk about this all of the time with you know for you and your experience in representation of women mm-hmm. in different things and how they're portrayed. You know when you know us you know seeing a black person on the screen, a black actor, black actress yep. on the screen. You know that's a huge deal, and the same. obviously, yep. yeah. And I grew up in a decade where that was more theor- that was more readily available. Now I know there's some like quest- there's some suggestion that, and I just can't do the numbers. So <laughs> that uh, that that there was less of black there were less blacks actors in '80s horror. But see, I'm going off of confirmation bias since that's the decade I was introduced to. So gotcha. I it's, it felt as though there was there were plenty in there. Not yeah. you know. Right, because I just I don't know I don't know the numbers. Well, off those the top are the ones you experienced the most the, too. Right, so of course I'm going to gravitate towards those, and I'm it's going to feel like oh, there's so many. Yeah. Now the problem. Now I'm just going to stick to the problems with black folks being and how they're portrayed, how they're portrayed in horror in from the 80s and beyond. Now there's a whole okay. slew of stuff historically, like we were just talking about, like in oh yeah, you know, only being the you know being the help or. Mm-hmm. That's in, in, that's not just horror. <laughs> no, it's not. Yeah, that's why that I was speaking about films in general. general. <laughs> exactly. Like those are the only roles of being like the help or yep. the comedic relief or, you know, being yep. the, you know, it's, you know, it's just a slew of them that I could go through. Now, horror, of course, is subject to these same types of things. Mm-hmm. 
So in the 80s, I get, I'm sticking with the whole I will survive idea. Now, I was spoiled because some of my first introduction in terms of seeing black actors in horror, I had I, this created a high level of it would have sub, at least subconsciously. OK, because I'm not, no, you know, as a as like four, yeah, five, six, seven years old. Right. So there's two films that stick out. So there's nine, there's Alien in 1979. OK. And then there is uh, The Thing in 1982 so i'm sitting here and i'm watching these movies and in 1979 alien you know the story of alien a little chest burster thing and all that mm-hmm. stuff you know about that right with yeah, yeah, yeah. Weaver. i've seen i've seen uh like revamps of that yeah so you know about that because you know about alien isolation and everything from the yeah, game yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, so, yeah. One of the, so one of these movies is uh alien and uh, an actor named yafet koto he is a black male in the film and he is the last male to survive. And he is the, he is the second to last to die. Cause obviously Sigourney Weaver, she survives. Yeah. So uh, right there, I'm like, okay. So he, he didn't die first. <laughs> Which is okay, great. Now. Right. So I'm like, all right. And then in um, 1982, Keith David as child's in the thing, he lives all the way to the end. With, with, uh, with Kurt Russell. So, well, I mean, it's Keith David. Right. So I'm sitting here saying to myself, okay, so so my expectations are high. <laughs> <laughs> Subconsciously, you're like, all right, we're good. So I really wasn't aware of the whole, it didn't strike. And then, you know, 1980 uh, in, uh, in uh, Dream Warriors, God, I always forget Kincaid's name, but, but he lives all the way to the end. So I'm sitting there like, nice. okay, we're good. Or, you know, as, as the youth like to say, or used to say, Gucci. <laughs> so, so I have an expectation and it wasn't, it didn't <laughs> dawn on me because unfortunately as a kid, I didn't have a lot of friends that watched horror. Well, I didn't, I didn't know anybody yeah. my age group that watched it. So you're kind of isolated in that regard because back then horror was like, ew, this thing over there, only weirdos watch that stuff. So it's like, well, gotcha. hey, who, who, who am I going to really talk to this about? So I wasn't able to have a lot of those conversations with, oh man, you know, black, you know, all black person in it. Well, we know they gone. You know what I'm, I didn't have those conversations with, with, with people because nobody I knew watched that stuff. Yeah. You know, and probably because maybe their parents weren't, wouldn't let them. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's part of it because there's no going to say that might've had something to do with it. Yeah. In retrospect, because there's no real reason that a five-year-old should be watching, watching poltergeist in texas in texas chainsaw massacre yeah. and all this other type of stuff there's no i had no business watching any of that those typically wait until like you know double digits minimum like that yeah well i turned out all right i'm fine uh, eh, okay hey look hey look <laughs> all right like i said i think i would know Brittany. that i'm sure okay <laughs> we, we love to self-diagnose that's right, exactly. <laughs> so I'm sitting there and I'm watching all of these movies and watching all of these movies. And of course, I'm sitting up there, you know, saying to my like, oh, come on. You know, again, in my own mind, right? You know, I need you to make it. I need you yeah. to win. And it really, I think the whole notion of this idea of Black folk dying first in films Mm-hmm. Where it, it, where I think it went and picked up just so much, um, so much steam. At least in my experience, from what I knew, was when Scream Two came out. Okay. And because Scream Two had some significant black actors in it, it had Jada Pinkett, mm-hmm. now known as Jada Pinkett Smith, and it had Omar Epps in it. So they have been in previous Aww. films that are just really obviously that were that were huge in the black community, yeah. right? So they die in the first 10 minutes of the movie, <laughs> right? And oh it was at God. that point where, and I'm not saying that these, that the, 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 this, this stereotype, this trope wasn't there before, but when yeah, it was just, it. <laughs> when, when I felt like it was just palpable was when this came out, because when I think when a lot of people saw that these two actors were in the film, I think that began to help migrate more black folk to go see it because of course we want to support yeah black actors right yeah, so then there's absolutely. this expectation that these two are so significant in, in that they're actually going to be have significant parts that will be there for the majority of the film yeah that makes right, sense because, right because this is the 90s this is the mid 90s late 90s they, they're big time mm. they're big time actors yep 
And then they were gone in 10 minutes. She's like, what in the F is this? Because <laughs> I remember seeing it. And I'm like, what the fuck? I was so infuriated. out of my money and my entertainment. We were jobbed. Yep. And especially with Jada Pinkett, because, you know, she's significant because Scream came out, Scream 2 came out, and I think it was, what, 97? Sure. And yeah, I know. So it's terrible <laughs> that I remember the years of release dates and all this other type of stuff. It's disgusting. But the reason that it was so huge and why I was really just blown blown away is because uh, she was in a movie called Tales from the Crypt Demon Night. Okay. And the reason why this is significant as it's communicated in the horror noir documentary, she was the final girl. A black woman being the final girl. Yeah. Okay. And then obviously living till the end. So yeah, do you understand how significant that of. is? Yeah. That is significant. And when she died in the first couple of minutes of script, I'm like, what in the, what the hell is this? <laughs> this is some bullshit. <laughs> yeah, right. I was so infuriated with this. Yeah, because Scream was uh, was 97 and Demon Knight was 94, 95, I think. So you so know I, she can survive these sorts of stories. <laughs> right. So you got this expectation going up in like, okay, this is Jada Pinkett. This is Jada Pinkett. We know how she came out of Demon Knight, just, just, yeah. just, just, just murking cats, surviving, <laughs> all this stuff. We are good. Nope. Gone. Oh. Phrases so, I never thought I'd hear, but yeah, keep going. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, yeah, so she is gone, right? So, yeah. and it's funny that the reason that in the eighties and things like that, when, when you saw black folk in, and black actors in these different films is, is that in the, the the struggle is that the stereotypes there were associated with them, right? Because unfortunately in black film or in film, you know, black actors would be, would be, there'd be a couple of handful of roles for them, right? They would either be, and this is documented in the, the horror noir documentary as well. And they, they did such an excellent job at discussing these various tropes and these, these, these proverbial character pigeonholes that yeah. black actors would find themselves in, you know, being the, the, the helpful, the helpful person, right. Where, yeah. you know, the white characters come to this, this sage, or, you know, this, yep. this, this figure that's a, that's a, that's a seer or, you know, practice some sort of voodoo. Yep. Right. And they're the expert and then they go to them and then they provide them with the information that they need to survive. Yeah. Or, you know, they make the sacrifice so that another so that the white character can live or what have you. So they were and then theoretically they were classified as cannon fodder. Right. Yeah. So and this is mentioned in, in the documentary as well. And, and I thought this long before. So it was good validation that they used this particular analogy, the red shirt. Yeah. Right. In Star Trek, like in Star yeah, Trek. You right. Know. You know, you everybody know. goes down to the planet. <laughs> and if you got the red shirt on, it's over who's not you. coming back. <laughs> right. So, so, so of course, with that notion that the black person either gets killed in the film or gets killed first or doesn't make it at all, you know, that being in, you know, in the mind when you're going to see these films or renting these films, yes, renting these films th through Blockbuster or Arrows or your other local video shop yeah. with a VHS, a VCR. You, you're saying to yourself, well, when there are films where the black person survives, you are earmarking those and you are making a running list <laughs> as you go throughout your journey. So yeah. that's why I sent you that list a it's, little while ago. Yeah, it's funny because I, I obviously, as, as those who are not new to this uh, particular podcast now i don't watch a lot of horror films yeah but there is my the first one that i ever watched the black guy survives and i was checking through this list that you sent and it is in there so i was like this is a great one which one is that get out nope house on haunted hill was my first you watched yeah. house on haunted hill 1999 yep that was the first horror film i ever watched now i can understand why you probably stopped Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. That's not a good way to be introduced to the genre. <laughs> it was terrifying. Oh, okay. I thought you, okay. I was saying it because it was not that great, but you were scared of it. I okay. mean, I was also like 
in middle school. Okay. Which means so nothing to you, Mr. Six-Year-Old, watching these things. That's but, a three. Yeah, I think tested. I was in eighth grade when I watched it. That's right. I was a grizzled veteran by the time I hit eighth grade. Yeah. No, I, I was like, no, this is not great. Right. <laughs> <laughs> this is not good for me. Did love Jeffrey Rush as oh, Vincent yeah. Price. Well, basically Vincent Price. He wasn't actually him, but he was like a nice homage. Um, yes, who Jeffrey Rush is a great actor. And the whole reason I agreed to watch this film was because Tay Diggs is Tay Diggs was in it. See, and Tay Tay Diggs and survived. he's the one that survives. So he does I was fine along with, with Ali Larder. That's right. On top of the on top of the yeah the on top of the house, like you're on top of the roof, and it's like okay, well you survived. I don't know how you're gonna get down, but you survived. <laughs> well, I do. Well, on re- return to House on Haunted Hill, it is communicated that both of them did get off of the t- the top of the house, so they did live. Nice. Well, yes. Yeah. So that my my one like true foray into the horror genre. Okay. All right. Well, on that's my good. own accord. Well, slightly. Slightly. Of my own <laughs> well, that's 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 good that, that you were exposed to a film where the black person not you know that doesn't get killed first, but then mm-hmm. survives all the way to the end, mm-hmm. legitimately. So that's that's excellent. So I- again, when you sit here and when you watch these films, like I said, you you just I just start getting a running list of all of the ones that there are many out there. So I gave you a list of twelve, but I have down here I I, I have so many more. Than from them, what's on that list? But then think about the number of horror films that exist. I know compared I know. to the number, like to this list. Yes, and that's where my issue. Well, then it becomes twofold of an issue. One, does the black person in them die so early? Like, why does that trope exist? And two, are there black people in the film? Yeah, and that's the struggle, <laughs> right? Because a lot of the times, especially when you see like the. And it's not just the slasher genre, but 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 any of but again horror, right? There is a mm-hmm. there is a token person in there, and they are there to serve. They're there to serve a purpose. They're essentially like a plot device. Like I was yep. saying before, they're the person that that helps along the main character, who is often not often white, yeah. for the help to help them to survive, or they sacrifice themselves, or. Um, you know, they end up getting killed as a result of the negligence of the, of the, white, the white character. It's mm-hmm. just, you know, like, uh, well, hell, Orphan, CCH Pounder, you know, is the only black person in there. And she gets killed by uh, the, the main antagonist because the parents are the, the foster parents are, 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 are idiots. Yeah. <laughs> right. So it's it's just because when I saw C- oh, CCH Pounder is an orphan. OK. All right. Well, we got here. I'm like, well, I know she's not going to live, but let's see how this let's see how is it that she's going to die. Yeah. So it's it's as, as, as when you sit there and you watch it, because I think as I watch horror, I, I'm, it, I'm my mind is always my gears are always turning. I, I look at horror movies as a puzzle. I look at, OK, who is the you know, obviously, who is the who is the person that is going to live? How, how is it, you know, what is the order in which people are going to die? How is the black person going to die specifically? Mm-hmm. It, right. Because again, you know, this is the lens that I'm operating through. You know, how is it that the antagonist or the villain or whatever the case may be, how is it that they're still going to somehow survive whatever it is that, they, you know, because there's always the, the big scare and, the, and the, the leaving the opportunity for there to be another more often than not. I, I These are all of the things that I'm thinking of. So you know, as a fan watching, this is always in my mind. And one of the first things I think of, like, okay, we're a black person. Like, okay, what, 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 what kind of character do they have? Okay. It's like, okay, here we go. So you're, you happen to be the jock or the athlete. Oh, you happen Mm -hmm. to be the person that knows boxing. Like, okay, here we go. So I already know what your situation is going to be. Like uh, an example is, uh, is Jason takes Manhattan because Jason likes to travel. So, there's the there's one black character in there, black dude who who's boxing, and although it's a it's a <laughs> sick it's a it's a sick ass scene. The scene is sick, all right. Yeah. It, it, in terms of it being well, it just 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 iconic, right? But as he is fighting Jason on a rooftop and he's boxing, Jason you know knocks his block off. I'm like, of course. <laughs> legitimately knocks his blood i'm like oh, of course this is what we got of course you got like nice. why are you boxing this dude that is just massive you have no chance in hell all this to, 
So you just get, you get frustrated <laughs> as a nice. black viewer. Right. But I, I, there's so many, there's a couple of ones that I just wanted to point out that weren't on that list that I gave you. Cause the list I gave you, obviously the, the most, the most recent one that has garnered such a, a following and a, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Good guy. I try to classify myself as a wordsmith and I can't come up with a word. Uh, notoriety. Thank okay. you for not helping. Uh, now, I didn't know where you were trying to go with it. So, nope. <laughs> Brittany, we've been doing this long enough where we're supposed to finish each other's sentences and know each other's thoughts. Like, what mm, have you been doing? Sleeping. <laughs> Fair enough. Very Just good. I know, I know. Very good. But, but like, get out. Yes. Yes. Right. That, that is, is huge. Huge. Right. Because the, the, the black person lives. And let me tell you something, Brittany. When you talk about this movie speaking to the black experience, and then again a black black person, black male navigating America, and all of the yep. symbolism and all of the the you know the ideas and associated with that film, Brittany, let me tell you, I'll never forget sitting in the theater the first time watching that movie, and the 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 it starts off with a black character he's walking through a well to do kind of white neighborhood. I'm mm -hmm. like, oh, what are you this is not doing? You have a death wish. Yeah. What is, you, I, you just sit up there the first five minutes, like you gone. Yep. It's over for you. So <laughs> it's it's just you. And it was it was so well done to throw that in there because it's, it's in, my, in my opinion, it's kind of a nod you know, or of that idea of the black person going first, even though it's a, it's a whole, the, the film is littered with it, it, the main character is black and the main character survives all the way through the end. It's, 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 it's pointing that out. Like, Oh, yeah. I know, I know what this is about. Yeah. But so they, there's get out. I talked there's the thing there's Dawn of the dead 1978 with Ken Faree. There's saw six with Tanidra Howard, who actually won a, that role in Saw 6 from being on a reality show called Scream Queens. Oh! One of, my, yeah, one of my favorite reality shows. People Under the Stairs, which is really significant because a Black child was the main character. <laughs> Sig significant, right? And then there's two other movies that I want to mention just because of their just significance in just film history and just mm -hmm. Black horror or, or you know, or, or, or Black actors in horror. There's Night of the Living Dead, 1968, with okay. uh, Dwayne, Dwayne Jones playing the main character, a black man. So that was so significant. Night, we're talking 1968. And a black man is the main character in a film, period. Yep. And then he's also the main character in a horror film. Mm -hmm. So that was just so iconic. That's huge. So, iconic and his, his birthday was actually february 2nd i believe so Aww. or what would have been his 84th birthday was february 2nd cool. so just iconic and then there's another one there's tales from the hood in 1995 and this is an anthology and the reason that this is so iconic is because this is talking about now you know this is talking about black issues in the um you know, that that's still I mean, they still tend to stand the test of time today. You have, you know, there's racist, sleazy politicians, mm. you know, there's, you know, gang violence, police brutality. So this movie came out. This is like 1995. Interesting. And, and yeah, this is 1995. How was it received? And it, it's 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 legendary. It's it is one of the greatest. <laughs> it's one of the greatest horror anthologies of all time and there's no there's no debate no debate interesting no dom domestic abuse there's one on, there's one on that in there's a story on that so it, it just it, it, in 2021 you can sit down and watch that movie and it, it is still relevant and it is still meaningful and it's still impactful dang i mean that's that's really awesome that that yeah. exists Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So it's just, it's just, there, there's so many that, so, so just kind of wrapping it up a little bit, that whole notion of the black person dying first, it ain't, it ain't, it, I wasn't worried about him dying first. I was worried <laughs> about him surviving, period. <laughs> that was the big thing yeah. for me. So, you know, there's other ones like, like Halloween Resurrection, the black person lives. That was, um, oh, geez, 
resurrection. Uh, Buster Rhymes lived. Nice, Buster Rhymes. Halloween H2. <laughs> Halloween H2O, LL Cool J lived. I forgot that period of time when all of, when it was yep. like super popular for That's right. the various like popular rappers and R&B hip-hop and hip hop artists. artists to That's hop right. into film. Was it Brandy in something as well? I still know what you did last summer yeah. and she, she survived. I got that written down too. Yep. Yeah. That's, that's right. That's right. Love Night time. of the Demons, one of my favorite horror films of all time. Black dude survives. <laughs> People that doesn't get enough love. That's right. Yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors. Black dude survives. Now, unfortunately, he goes out first to the next one, but that's okay <laughs> because he survived. He survived an entire third. film. That is exact. Anaconda. Ice Cube survived Anaconda. Oh, that's right. That, that's another one. <laughs> yep. And he survives in Ghost of Mars. Yeah. I don't know what that film is. I don't know why I said, yeah, like I knew what you were talking about. I have no idea. That's okay. That one gets maligned as being awful. But the I Anaconda is the one yeah. about the big snake. I remember seeing like That's previews right. or something for that. Alien versus Predator. Sanaa Lathan survives. Yes. Yes. I remember seeing, seeing things about that too. That's right. So... That's my whole thing is that, uh, like I said, it, it's not about, in my opinion, for me, in my experience, it was never about going first. Even it's though just I was, about I was survival. Aware, it was about, it was about survival because you, because they survive at the edge. Like, like, yeah. Yeah. You walk away feeling just so much better. Like, yes. Because yes. We, we, one of the things, the last thing that the documentary talks about and us, you know, when, when I talk to some of the, some of my friends that that are that are black and that do watch horror, we always talk like, yeah, we would this. We if if black person was in here, we wouldn't do this. So it's <laughs> it's so when we sit there and when the black person survives to the end, we're sitting like, yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> so <Is> it... yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I was gonna say there was a thing. God, I think it was on. Did I see it on Instagram? I might have saw it on TikTok where it was like, you know how there's a bunch of, like, I think it was TikTok. There's a bunch of like random challenges that you can do. Like there was a cute one where it's like, lay your head in a toddler's lap, see what it does. Or like sit next to your dog and call its name as if it's not sitting right next to you and see what your dog does. Okay. Um, there was one where it was like, if uh, you are, I wouldn't be able to do this because I am very obviously not black. But if right. a black person starts running out of a building, like yep. past other black people, to see if any of the other black people just sit and just no, nah, we gonna start running. Run. Everybody, every single one of it, it was just like a compilation of this one guy and his friend. So the one guy would stand outside someplace, like strategically, and then his friend yep. would go inside and then just run outside and see if the group of people would follow him or not. And every time, everyone get up, gets up and runs. Like, oh, yeah. We, we, <laughs> there's there's we, we'll ask questions. Instinct. Oh, yeah. We'll ask questions, we'll ask questions later. later. <laughs> we, that's why. And, and, and when we're sitting there, and I know Jordan Peele was doing this deliberately, which is fine. When you're sitting there and you're watching Get Out. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, and the main character, he's going through and doing all these things. Like when, when, uh, uh, when the one, when the one cat is coming from the wood, out of the darkness from the woods and just running directly at him. And, and he's just still sitting there on the porch. I'm like, what not, the hell are you doing? <laughs> you get the, you're like, get the hell out of there. Yep. yep. <laughs> even though we're saying, we're even though we're saying, get the hell out of there to begin with, or why are you going up there to her house in the first place? Mm -hmm. But you know what I mean? It's just, yeah, we, we will ask questions later. Later. Like that, that survival instinct, like, and just knowing like that, connecting that to, how black people are so often written in these yeah. horror films yeah like that juxtaposition is too great oh absolutely <laughs> it's it's just you you sit there and you go back and you know you when you're when you're older and you can see some of these things through even a more sophisticated lens yeah it, it just becomes so much more it's it's much more uh um uh, apparent isn't the right word, but deafening, if that makes sense, because yeah. you're just like, God, like, damn, man, this is really, <laughs> this is really effed up. Yeah. Right. Because, you know, 
as a young child watching this stuff and growing up and then a teenager, it's like, you know, you, you know, the tropes are there, you know, the things are there. And then as you go further along and you become more educated in, in all different types of things and, and you can, you now begin to fully put words and concepts mm-hmm. and, I, and, and fully flushed out ideas about things that were always in your subconscious or in the back of your mind or things that you felt like this is some bullshit here. Yep. But you, but you, you, you didn't have the capacity to communicate it in that type of manner without some of those other experiences and talking to other people and reading yeah. certain things. And then you're just like, oh yeah, you can't, you can't do this. You can't do this shit now. <laughs> like I better not, you know, it's like, I better not see this in, in a movie now. <laughs> right. Especially because, especially in a, in a, in a, in a multi-million dollar Hollywood type film, like mm-hmm. I better not see this kind of crazy. I can, I can, this low budget nonsense tropes and all this stuff where people got a hundred thousand dollar budget and all this stuff to make a film. Like, okay, well, this is what is going to happen. Yeah. And when you got Hollywood over here, which is multi-millions of dollars, and, and that's why Jordan Peele would get out was so good because you could see like, okay. Yes. You can do this and mm-hmm. you can make a black film and it, it'd be good and it'd be on a grand stage and it'd yep. be, you know, it, you know, being able to be consumed by the masses, black and not black. Yep. Even though he didn't, you know, he, he wrote it, for, it was written for black folk, but you get Absolutely. what I'm saying. Absolutely. But there was still like, it was, it was accessed by any, it didn't matter what your race was. Like everyone went to go see that film. Right. Like it was accessible to everyone, even if it right. wasn't necessarily written with you in mind. Exactly. 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 Which, let's be let's be real honest. Most films exactly. are written with white people in mind. Exactly. And everyone else goes to see them too. Exactly. So it's like we can we can flip that script a bit. <laughs> exactly. Past this time that we need to do that. <laughs> exactly. That, so. that, that, but yeah, so I mean that that is what I have for I will survive. I mean, I could go in so many more directions. There's so many other movies that I didn't name <laughs> that were you know the black actor actress that where they actually survive. So just know, even though that there are hundreds and hundreds and thousands and thousands of of horror films over the span of the decades, that yeah. there there are films out there, and now they as exist. there's been this, they exist, and as there's been this evolution of you know, black actors in horror from Dwayne Jones all the way down to now, there is a space for black actors in horror and black actors and black actresses in horror to be that final person, to be the main character, the to survivor. be the survivor and that to be not the the exception, but it becoming the norm. Yeah, I'm here for it. Yep. I mean, not that I would ever watch a horror movie unless I was dragged to it, but I'm totally here for it nonetheless. Yes. (laughs) Yep. So that is my I Will Survive. Nice. That is right. Yes. (laughs) I'm trying to get back into my horror over the, you know, because I've been kind of out of it for the last couple of weeks. But, you know, I'm trying to slowly and been some misses. So reintegrate that back into your life. Oh, of course, absolutely. <laughs> horror is life. I mean, you know, if, if there's one genre that you told me, if I had to pick one movie genre that I could have for the rest of my life, it's it, it, would, it would probably be, be this. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice. It's a drug. Get that straight to the veins. Oh, absolutely. Like so many other things, <laughs> you know, there's <laughs> so many other things. Ah, right. So, Brittany, well, I mean, that's all I have. But so yeah. why don't you tell these fine people where they can find us. Oh, that's a good idea. I will remember it right now. Okay. Very good. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Nerd Pastiche Pod. You can find us on Instagram at Nerd Pastiche. Um, or you can just, like, you know, contact us. Use those platforms. Find us. Talk to us. Let us know Please. what you want to hear. Please. Yeah. Please, you know, we 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 want to interact with people despite what Brittany says. <coughs> I mean, there is that, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Do you do you want to give the people a preview of what we're doing oh, next? Yes. So next, next week, week our our episode's gonna come out shortly after 
the Valentine's Day. So we're going to do a Valentine's Day special wherein we discuss nerd crushes. Oh, I I can't wait for this one because... <laughs> oh, I'm planning on making all of mine fictional. Oh, come on! Like, Where's the fun in that? Be, I mean, they're all going to be the fictional characters. I'm not going to pick, like, actors and such. Oh, what? Come this on! This time around. Oh, that's so weak. <laughs> that is so weak. Come on. We'll see. We'll see. That was my original plan, but I might adjust. I might shift between now and then. Oh, I was... Oh, <laughs> oh that... Okay, see? Now I... Oh. What? Oh, I've got to find a way to put K.K. Slider up in here. Okay. You, okay I you want know, that dog to sing songs to me every night. Animal Crossing. Catch up, I, Darian. <laughs> I know, and that's why I'm trying so hard to just not yell at you. Dude, he's the only animal in the entirety of Animal Crossing that doesn't wear clothes. This guy? I mean, come on. No, How can I'm you not? not? I'm not accepting that. How could you not? <laughs> I'm, oh, I'm sitting here trying. I'm, I'm, I'm basing it in reality. So now I got to. Do I need to question my list? Nah. God. <laughs> now I feel like well, Come be... join us next week and find out what I end up actually doing and see how, how frustrated Darian gets with me. Maybe that's something we should absolutely start doing. It's just like a rating system of how frustrated do I make you? Yeah, we need to animate it. That's for sure. Ugh. Yeah, I guess. That's work. <laughs> that is work. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? Stay away from that. All right. And on and on that note, thrill me. With, with what? Uh, it's left up to interpretation. Um, hmm. Yeah, I, I pull. That's a, that's, a, that's a deep cut. We're talking, you know, 1986 Night of the Creeps, Tom Atkins action. That, that, that's a deep cut. No clue what any of those words meant. Well, 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 it's it's a film, and it's 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 in the horror genre, and it's mm -hmm. from 1986, and it is entitled Night of the Creeps. Mm. So you, you yeah, know I what those words born mean. Then. Okay, well, you know, <laughs> are you age shaming? <laughs> anyway, goodbye. Goodbye.